0: The question is, Sam said, do we want to wait and see what they do or shake the tree a little bit? I'm not fond of sitting on my hands. I know, me neither. What did you have in mind? Behave like we're people with something to hide. We are people with something to hide, Remy replied. A two-hundred-pound ship's bell suspended from a homemade raft. At this, Sam laughed. His wife had a knack for cutting to the heart of a matter. If we're not blowing all of this out of proportion, they, whoever they are, have probably already searched the bungalow. And found nothing. Right. So they'll watch and wait for us to come home. Remy was nodding, smiling. We don't come home. Right. If they come looking for us, we've got confirmation the game's afoot. Did you say the game's afoot, really? Sam shrugged. Thought I'd try it out, see how it plays. Oh, Sherlock, Remy said, rolling her eyes. With the bell and raft in tow, they retraced their course through Ankle Inlet and to the Mangrove Lagoon. Nightfall was only a couple hours away. They spent an hour of this time tooling around the lagoon's perimeter looking for a suitable hiding spot for the raft, which they found along the eastern shoreline where a cluster of cypress trees were growing diagonally from the bank. Using the gaff, they eased the raft beneath the overhanging branches. Then Sam dove in and tied it off to one of the trunks. "'How's it look?' Sam called from behind the screen. "'Can't see a thing.' They'd have to get in there to find it. They returned to the mouth of the inlet where Sam used a deadline to catch four small red snappers. Then they returned to the lagoon and waded ashore to the beach. Remy, who had the better filleting skills, cleaned and prepped the snapper while Sam collected wood for the fire. Before long, the fillets were sizzling, and as the sun dropped behind the coconut palms, they were eating. You know... I think I like roughing it, Remy said, flaking off a piece of fish and putting it in her mouth. To a degree, that is. I understand. He did. Remy was a trooper. She'd never withered before a challenge and had stood side by side with him in mud and snow, under gunfire and pursuit, and she rarely failed to find a bright side. For all that, however, she also loved her comforts, as did he. Once we get things settled with our mystery bell, we'll head over to Dar es Salaam, get a suite in the Royal, drink gin and tonics on our balcony, and bet on the cricket matches. Remy's eyes lit up. The maven-pick Royal Palm was Dar es Salaam's only five-star hotel. She said, You're singing my song, Sam Fargo. But first, he replied, looking at the sun and checking his watch, We need to get ready for our guests. With the arrival of nightfall, the lagoon came alive with the trilling of crickets. In the trees along the shorelines and in the shrubbery atop the floating islands, fireflies winked at them. Sam had steered the Andreal between two of the bigger floating islands and dropped anchor with the bow facing west. The sky was clear a black backdrop sprinkled with pinpricks of light and a half-moon surrounded by a hazy, prismatic ring. Could rain tomorrow, Sam observed. Does that wives' tale apply to the Southern Hemisphere? Guess we'll find out. They sat on the afterdeck sipping coffee in the dark and watching the insect light show. From their position, they could see both the mouth of the lagoon and the beach, where they'd erected a makeshift A-frame tent from a canvas tarp they'd found in a storage locker. Behind the canvas came the faint yellow glow of a lantern, and a few feet outside the tent was a small bonfire. Sam had enough coconut palm logs to keep embers glowing all night. Remy yawned. Long day. Go below and get some sleep, Sam said. I'll take the first watch. You're a doll. Wake me in two hours. A peck on his cheek, and she was gone.